Rambo First Blood Part 1, Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, Rambo, and now this. Welcome to episode 34 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film Rambo, Last Blood. take that long i thought it was because the it notes doesn't looked... consist of anything no because i started the notes last night and i got a little bit into it and i was like dang that's actually like pretty there's a lot there but i haven't gotten that far into the movie and then i finished this morning and it's like and then action there's like not, not, not a lot of details but i look forward to uh going through all of it with you both thank you uh i'm excited i i'm really excited <laughs> uh it's john james rambo it's john james rambo um uh, I can't believe I'm not seeing this movie. I know, I didn't expect to be doing spoiling this. spoiling this movie. I know. The trailer looked so bad, and it made me so angry. It it, it, it honestly looked sub-professional level camera work. Like, even in the trailer. like It does like it, look it does look like an internet video. Yeah. And that upset me. Like a high-budget internet video. Yeah. And I just... He's done so well with the Rocky franchise... I don't understand how he couldn't put something better up. Like, Last Blood. Like, we all knew this was coming. From the day First Blood Part 2 came out, we knew that one day there'd be a movie called Last Blood. No, Rambo's never on vacation. He's basically always brooding in the Southeast Southeast Asian region, usually in Thailand. He's always just kind of, like, brooding there or hiding. And then someone comes to him with a job. That's, that's how Rambo 2, 3, and 4 all start so would you say the 80 the 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 you know everything you can apply the 80 20 rule to rambo yeah or, or to everything really but you can apply it to rambo as well and would you say that he's then his if you look at his overall life timeline it's 80 percent brooding 20 percent action yes because each rambo comes out like somewhere between five and ten years apart so that's all the violence is in those little movies that we watch. But think about the life lived in between movies. It's all brooding. Well, we don't know. He could have a couple of uh, not quite enough for a movie scuffles. But the last one, Rambo, what I learned from my recap was that it ends on United States soil. And therefore, last one begins accordingly. So he's yeah. remained in the U.S. and brooded stateside. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. That's a big deal because basically... Um, it's more expensive at, at the end of Rambo one, um, which I'd like to talk about more, uh, but I'll just start with this. It, it ends with him just crying. Uh, he just <laughs> sobs. That's the end of Rambo one. Uh, I, I'd like to just, also talk weeps. about it more. Yeah. He's weeping. He's weeping about his pain and his trauma. I can, I can pretty confidently tell you that I've only seen Rambo one once and it was probably in the early nineties, but That's, did it it's phenomenal. rattle you to the core as it did me? Yeah. I was a child. I don't really remember it very much. I remember vividly watching it at the Markham House with Jeremy, amongst others. Yep. And I had always seen like him in the bandana. I thought I knew what Rambo was. I, I was visualizing just from like 
Osmosis, Rambo, First Blood 2. And so mm-hmm. I didn't realize what I was embarking on. And I, I was shaken. I was moved. I think I cried with him. And it stuck yeah. with me all this time. I believe all of that is factual, including the part where Sam cried. <laughs> yeah, but you were an, you were an adult, cried. though. Sam cried. Yeah, I was But you were an adult when you saw it first. Yes. Yeah. That's the difference. And I'm very similar. I I think I'd maybe seen Rambo 1 as a kid, but maybe not. The Rambo I knew was First Blood Part 2, which I watched like 100 times. And also I was really into the cartoon Rambo Forces of Freedom, <laughs> which is fucking legit. So I was not prepared to watch a... Really, what's a seven? It's like a deer. It's like the deer hunter, basically. It's about one man's uh, trauma. Yeah, it's uh, just a PTS PTSD. movie. Yeah. And a little trivia question. I, I've probably brought this up to you guys before, but for our listeners out there as well. How many people does John James Rambo kill in the first movie? Zero people. That is maybe, correct. Maybe one on accident because they come at him. Yeah. Well, yeah, he throws a rock at a helicopter and that, but... The guy in the helicopter was shooting at him, and he was disobeying orders. Um, And he throws a rock at that helicopter, and the pilot, like, spazzes out and crashes the helicopter. And those people die. Maybe you could ring him up for manslaughter on that one. (laughs) Yeah, but... But, But, like, zero forceful kills. Zero zero forcible or intended, intended, you know, first-degree homicide kills. Zero. And how many people does he kill in Rambo First Blood Part 2? All of them. All of the people. <laughs> he kills everyone except himself. <laughs> and the and that colonel that wears the beret, who, who, he's, who always has to come out and, like, help him. I had a nightmare the other day that someone that I, like, left somewhere, having not looked at my phone for a while, and I had a bunch of messages that Tom was dead. And it was, like, a legit nightmare. That's a... That is a that is a nightmare. <laughs> Do we have to end this Skype call now, Jeremy? I'm so I'm so glad you woke up. <laughs> well, um, I mean, we both know that, that day will never come because he's immortal. So it didn't really make sense to have that fear. Yeah, or at least that that you will both be dead before he dies. <laughs> For sure. Okay. If Tom Cruise, let's just imagine a world where he can die. Okay, I know it's not the one we live in, but I'll just ask you to use your imagination. So, alternate dimension, a dimension. Exactly like our current reality, except in this other reality, Tom Cruise is mortal. Would you rather have him die at the age of 100, like, peacefully, surrounded by loved ones, and Xenu, and just go? (laughs) Or would you rather have him die filming Mission Impossible number 18, when, like, he just decides he's going to jump from the moon uh, sky jump from the moon and descend to earth and he dies doing doing a stunt like that okay first of all definitely number two because i think mm-hmm. that's what he would want but with I the agree. caveat that they would have gotten the shot yes yes great answer do you think if he heard what we said about him he would feel neutral pleased or afraid i, I think he'd be pleased I, I think, think he would be pleased, but not like overly thrilled. He would he wouldn't be surprised. He would be like, "Oh, that's nice." Not like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" That's incredible. I think he it would he just loves, be like one thing that happens in his day. I think he loves any time people are passionate about something. Yeah, that's true. And he I does think love he'd passion. be like, "Oh, they're passionate about me." Like, yeah, he loves passion, I and mean, we are exhibiting passion. So I think he'd be hugely supportive of it and he'd say guys your thing is 
loving me and talking about <laughs> me like a celestial being. And I encourage you guys, if that's what makes you happy, to do it with all your heart and all your Keep soul. on crushing it. Yeah, keep on crushing it. Oh, I love talking about Sylvester Stallone, but I'm not going to talk about him. Like, when Sylvester Stallone dies, movies don't end. You know what I mean? I'm I just do not, love not that level. him very, very much, but not the same. Yeah. Yeah, I love him, too. He, um... He's got quite a career. Like, when you look at it, he probably has, like, at least ten movies that you would watch at the drop of a hat or have seen a hundred times. And that's saying something. And, yeah, of, like, the big four, like, his ilk... Yep. By that I mean like him, Arnold, Seagal, JCVD. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's it for me. Is yes. he? Is he? Not yes. even just him, but like his body of work is it for me. He is over Sorry, over Stallone, over Schwarzenegger. You mean uh, Schwarzenegger? Yes. Yeah, my number yes. two would be Jean Claude. <laughs> Whoa, body of work? No, him. Okay. Body of work, but... Arnie. Person, body of work, Arnie, no JC. question. Yeah. But and what about you, Chris? Body of work, Arnie or Stallone? Arnie. For me, because why? Because Terminator. Because of everything. Because of twins. For me, like Kindergarten <laughs> Cop is a turning what? point, and it makes it hard. But yeah, I love twins. I do too. I do really do <laughs> I too. Don't. I love it so much. How do you not love twins? It's so good. It's fine. I love it. I'm with you on that. I've seen twins. They're making the new one. So many times. Luckily, this movie I saw just now somewhere is like like 89 minutes long or something. Like barely. Like I think my theater plays a good 22 to 23 minutes of trailers. And by the time I was back in the car, which doesn't take that long, but like a couple extra minutes of getting out of the theater i think yeah. the total time of like that whole experience was a hundred minutes <laughs> <laughs> it says here on rotten tomatoes it's 89 minutes uh but i guess that includes if you watch the entire credits at the end which, which i is, did you know um, you did. For reasons that will come cool 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 yeah Ooh, nice tease. As a segue into this film, what you'll find interesting and a little bit rare compared to our other filmography is that this film has no automation. It's very DIY by Stallone. Ah. I mean, uh, the, the uh, plot like a, wise. It's, it's like, uh, like, a cra- like a Rambo's craft corner. Yep. I'm really happy about that because and we talked about this last episode. So much hacking these days in our yeah. in our action movies so I, a hard left turn away from hacking will be a a joyful respite yeah there's not a respite? computer in sight in this film no mm. hacking maybe just life hacks oh yeah and, and probably limb hacks <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah there's hacking just not computer yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actual hacking yeah with a with a jagged bowie knife <laughs> is there anyone hacking because they've been um, steel toed booted to the throat <laughs> Um, there's a lot you of didn't kills. answer the question, but I'm going so to go with yes. <laughs> a lot of kills. A lot of kill blows. Yeah, as, kill you blows. Li- as you like to point out. A lot of kill blows. I, a lot of unique kill whatever. blows. Starts off with him uh, horse horse tricking in the middle of an Arizona Pardon? ranch field. Horse, horse tricking. tricking. You don't mean like you probably lost horses me. for prostitution? No, you? like doing okay. horse. <laughs> That's not ride. what I was thinking. <laughs> 
when you like spin them around on like like circus style. Right, he's 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 doing uh he's doing like uh, nimble footed horse lasso maneuvers. And he's on the horse, he's riding the horse, and he's like getting them to like twirl in the spot, like on their hind legs, that kind of ah, stuff. Ah, like the ar- artistic this, uh... segment of the program. Yeah. <laughs> is he doing this for uh, dressage? Basically, is that? Oh is? yes, that's yeah, the word. That's it. He's doing uh, dressage is... for himself, by himself, for himself. monologuing okay. to himself. <laughs> monologuing. About anything in particular? Um, just how he's happy to be where he is, which is this ranch, which is where he ends in the last movie, Rambo, number four, and that he's made it his yeah. homestead. And I was a little bit confused of the who's and what's of it all. There's a couple other people on site, which we meet shortly after this horseplay. Um, there's a housekeeper. Um, of Mexican descent, and at first I thought it was his love interest, and I was so confused, because I'm like, that's his actual age, like, that should be his love interest, but there's no way it is, because it's Stallone. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's gonna, his love interest be is going to be a, a child. Maximum <laughs> 31-year-old human. Max. Yeah. Max. Maximum. So a 31-year-old that looks like an 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah, like, ultimate Max. So I was a little bit confused, because then she had, there was another young woman there that he called his niece, and I just couldn't really figure out the family dynamics. So I'll just skip ahead to the solution, which is the housekeeper is not his love interest. She is just the housekeeper, and the young woman, Gabrielle, is her granddaughter that he treats and feels an avuncular relationship towards, and he, she calls him Uncle Rambo, Uncle John. And she's the granddaughter of the housekeeper. Yeah. And housekeeper is Paz Vega. No. Oh. She's the granddaughter. No. We haven't she's met her yet. Interest. We haven't met Paz Vega yet. Okay. No. I was going to say, um, they're not positioning Paz Vega as a grandma. Okay. okay. No, no, no. Sam, Sam, I, uh, I just want to thank you for using the word avuncular. You're welcome. It's one of my favorite adjectives. <laughs> well, I try Tremendous. when I can, you know? Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, what state are we in? Arizona. Very close to the border. Arizona. So we're seeing, like, he's doing, like, uh, the dressage, and it's, like, red, dusty terrain with, like, mountains in the background kind of thing? Yeah, dusty, and it's a ranch, and the Western house. Western movie styles? Yeah, and, like, the house is, like, really isolated. Uh, you don't see any of the neighbors, and that's where he's uh, been nestling like dirt, for the past decade. Yeah. And it opens up, up with him expressing to the housekeeper how proud but sad he is that Gabrielle is poised to go to college the next year and that she's brought so much meaning into his life and uh, been a rewarding addition into a life of solitude. Later, he checks on his underground bunker and tunnels and weapons, um, which traverse all of the property, which is large. Um, It's just like tunnels that he has built and rigged and there's like um like tools down there and like a desk and a phone and it's like wired amazing. for sound and amazing yeah he <laughs> brought the tactics of the Viet Cong back to the ranch yep so Beautiful. he does his like a symmetry of the symmetry of this the poetry of this text <laughs> he does a certain amount of tech though he's got his home all rigged up a little bit of tech but like it's like radio tech. Right. It's like it's like actual like 
video cameras like the 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 video cable runs from the camera to wherever the the like tv screen is yeah it's not like some some internet connected bullshit no it's some like 90s level technology max yeah that's the way i noticed in the trailer as well that the weaponry seemed a little more rudimentary it was like a lot of like shotguns um and pistols not so much you know um, drones Drones, definitely not like, drones, and fully automatic. Nope. Uh, that's right. You know, auto reloading submachine gun type things. That's right. Um, I'm going I to like get back it. to to nature. All right, so he's on the dirt farm. He's on the dirt with farm, the ladies. and he and Gabrielle go for a horse ride. She's also a proficient rider through his training, and he says, "Being your uncle was the best thing that ever happened to me." I'm so proud of our relationship, and I love you and think of you as my daughter. Uh, and I'm just going to miss you. And it's a touching scene between uh, father figure and daughter figure. Can and you just let us know at what point you started weeping? Like, whenever it happens, just, like, drop that bit of info. Pretty late, to be honest. All right, but you just let us know when it happens. <laughs> I always, <Yeah>. always do. <laughs> and uh, can I ask how how intelligible, on a scale of 1 to 10, was Sly in this movie? Were you understanding all the words coming out of his mouth, or like every a, other word? It was or? a struggle. I put him at a 6. A 6, yeah. Okay. Wow. You're understanding 6 of every 10 words. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, do you, I, but, tend, do you tend to watch uh, his though. movies with subtitles? Because <laughs> I, I think have. I might, actually. I was I've understanding all of his essence, but not necessarily every exact word. Stallone. Uh, um like a vast tapestry, you know, <laughs> over the years. Exactly. Of, 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 of really intricate tapestry. Are you rethinking your Arnold versus Stallone? No, Arnold has been just everything. He was governor of California. It's I Arnold. love Arnold, don't get me wrong. I just love Stallone more. Yeah. Can I am I allowed to consider his governorship as part of his body of work? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, right, and his Mr. Universe titles. Yes, and the documentary Pumping Iron or whatever it's called. Which is one of his finest works. Incredible, yeah. Yeah. And um, Hercules. He whispers into the ear of a deaf man to throw him off. I feel like Arnold is a much more savvy business person. I think that much is obvious. And I think Stallone is um, more of an artist. And I truly mean that. 100%. You're absolutely right. He's he's a storyteller. I think. He's a true storyteller. I think that Arnie would say the same thing. So Gabrielle on the horse ride says, I'm going to a party tonight celebrating graduation. And he says, why don't you invite your friends over here? And she says, because the last time I did, you scared them all. He says, I know I get a little intense, but I I promise I won't. And you can even show them my tunnels. And she says, really? Never let anyone go down there. And, but he says, you can, like, you deserve it. We've already talked about how much we love tunnels on this podcast. I'll just leave it at that. It's so true. Especially secret, secret tunnels, secret tunnels extended off of a home, off of a residence. It's mm. it's the dream. It's the dream. But the funny thing is, she does have a mine. party, and it has it goes without incident. Like it's fine. Tunnels are enjoyed, so, but like no scandal and uh, no roughhousing, no and problems. Do do uh, do um, do JJ and his uh, lady friend, the mother, do they stay out of the the kid's hair? Yep, sit out of the hair. He comes down at the end. When everyone's gone, she's tidying up. And he says, you don't have to do that. And she says, I'm, you know, they made a mess. I want to leave it nice for you because she's very respectful. And then she also confesses that throughout the party, she received a call from an old friend, Giselle, and asked, do you remember her? And he says, yeah. 
she used to be a neighbor, but then she moved back with her family to Mexico. And she confesses that she secretly asked Giselle to help her locate her birth father in Mexico and that she has achieved it and called with the report of information. And she and, wants to go uh, down. mom is dead. Mom is dead? Mom is dead. Yeah, I haven't gone to that yet, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's dead. Um, okay. We have not learned that yet. Um, oh. It's not a big deal because I still don't know who was who at this point. But yeah, grandma, granddaughter are the only two in the family. Around. Grandma, granddaughter. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah okay. And she says, before I go off to college, I want to go down to Mexico to meet him. And Rambo pleads with her to change her mind and says, he was never a father to you. He abandoned you when you were a little girl. He didn't even come back when your mother was dying of cancer. And he's never given you the time of day since. Like, it's not worth it. He doesn't deserve you to go and meet him. He'll never be a father to you. And she still wants to go. And then he says, fine, like go, but please just get a few more years of life experience under your belt. Like when you're less vulnerable, then go when you like got a little bit more maturity, like, please, I understand you have to go, but just give it more time for me. And she agrees. Based on, and that being, you're not mature enough to travel to Mexico on your own. Like, no, to face him. Is it to face him, to face him. So it's, it's about the facing of the father that he's worried about. Not yeah. the dangers of Mexico. Seems like it's more the father. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it's, said, I mean, you have to imagine that a certain amount of jealousy is coming into this. A little definitely. bit. Definitely. That's that's there. That's definitely there. Even if um, he doesn't intend it, you know? Yeah. He's he a man with a lot of love to give to his adoptive daughter. For yeah. sure. But he, he needs to understand that whether he can be totally right that he's was never a father to her, but he has to understand her desire to want to meet her dad. He does understand it. Yeah. He just wants her to put it off a little bit. The next day she has a similar conversation with the grandmother and in a heated exchange, she says basically the same thing, but she annotates it with a little more, which Rambo did not want to say, which was, you don't know what he had to do to protect you, that he had to pull off your father from beating your mother and like saving her life. Like he's an animal. I don't want you ever around him. So Rambo didn't want to, poison her feelings towards the dad and just said give it more time but the grandmother lets loose wow rambo's the soul of this man (laughs) i know jeremy you also have to let us know when you start weeping (laughs) yeah i'm close i'm close i can hear it you've got a tremolo you know in your voice oh god it's yeah. probably going to be the next monologue. Whenever that happens. <laughs> so the, next, the next summarized monologue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen. Uh, All right. So she hears the grandmother, seems like she receives it. Later, she borrows a truck and drives off from a distance, gently waving to Rambo from across the way, lovingly, presumably going off just to town to do some last-minute errands. However, as I'm oh. sure you expect, she hightails it straight to Mexico. Which, She's going for it. Yeah, it seems like South it's of the like real close. And uh, she goes to Giselle's house, and she's dressed like a 90s like salt and Peppa member, which I enjoyed. Hey, great, great choices. And where in Mexico are we? Um, very unclear. Like, just a town. Like, the town over the border. And this part made kind of no sense because... They, she made it sound like it was hard to find the dad and that she had to enlist this friend, Giselle. But Giselle basically had to do nothing, and the dad's just also there in that same town, like, by luck. What? Oh, okay. 
Well, convenient. I mean, whatever. This, this. I mean, they've only got you know, like seventy minutes left. <laughs> so they got to get this the ball rolling on this plot. That's yeah. great for Giselle because she was like, "Yes, I'll find your father in the country of Mexico." And then she started her search. And was like, "Oh shit, he lives in the same town as I do." The <laughs> next great. morning, she went to the grocery That's store awesome. and just ran into him. Oh, oh, did you also I? live here, oh. Senor So and So. Nothing better than found time. That's great. Um, so Giselle makes jokes, but maybe not jokes, about having to live a rough and tumble life and having to do anything, anything to survive. So she seems like a little bit beaten down by this new Mexican life. And Gabrielle offers her money as thanks for finding the dad, but she declines it and, you know, kind of takes offense. Like, no, I did it as your friend. It's like, how insulting. Um, but you, we can see that Giselle is admiring Gabrielle's gold bracelet. Later, the two uh, of them go off in Gabrielle's car to the dad's apartment. Giselle waits in the car below. Uh, she goes up and knocks on the door. He immediately recognizes her, even though I think it was at least from six years old that he's seen her. Um, and she says, I came to find you. I just wanted to know you. And he says, chillingly, I never loved you. I never loved your mother. I've never thought about you a day since I left. Basically, beat it. And I thought he but had. I recognized you immediately. <laughs> no, I thought he was going to have like underlying motives of protecting her in some way. I'm just going to spoil ahead and say he doesn't. He just legitimately says that. She's probably upset. Yeah, she runs out heartbroken, rushes back out to the waiting friend Giselle, and she wants to go straight back home. And Giselle says, "No, you're upset. Let's like take the edge off. Like you can stay longer. Let's hang out. Like let's just go let loose." And she agrees. So they go to a nightclub. I think they like to party. Yeah, they do like to party. Or Giselle likes to party. Mm. So they, Giselle likes to party. So they go to this club, and uh, it's pretty packed and loud and sensuous. Um, Is everyone else dressed? Are other people dressed like salt and pepper, or are there different looks? A lot are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so it's, it was like they started, they started the scene, and you felt an avert sensuousness yeah but also like a discomfort because gabrielle didn't welcome the sensuousness oh i see is is there like a bit of a like a sexy sweaty latin vibe going on totally and like she was getting grinded up on by unwanted gentlemen callers and then we see that she is sensuous oh shit drugged yeah doesn't take long no wait what she was drugged she's drugged yeah someone slips like powder into her drink l roofies yeah. The next day, Grandma frantically tells Rambo that she never came home. So it does take him that long. It takes him yeah, the whole, gotten, like, to the next morning to take He's note. let his guard down in, in recent years. Yeah. He's been focusing yeah. on his dressage and, uh, <laughs> and, and helping his daughter in school. Uh, his uh, adoptive niece, I mean. Yeah. Uh, and she says that Giselle spoke to her and that they have the dad's contact info. And so he just assumes that's where she will still be. So he hightails it to Mexico and goes straight to the dad. The dad doesn't care at all. He's, he's like, yeah, she came by. And? Like, he does not want to help. He doesn't want to give any information. Does not care at all that she's missing. And Ramo says, I should have killed you years ago when I had the chance. And he, like, kind of, like, throats him into the wall with his arm, but lets him go. He's on to bigger missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't have time for this low life no this bum (laughs) (laughs) so he goes and finds giselle and in a way that i found creepy only 
because he doesn't know exactly what happened yet. He's like, I need to come in. Like, he really bursts into her home. Like, you're an adult man, and she's 17, 18. He's a little aggressive. But he goes in and demands information of what happened to Gabrielle, and she says, yeah, we went out and cut loose last night. I drank too much. We, I lost her in the crowd. I figured she just came home. Like, I don't know what happened to her. She was a drugger, huh. by the way. Like, she fully knows. Um, she was the drugger. Or, like, involved in the drug. She knew of it. of it, yeah. We see her, hmm. like, seeing it happen. And Rambo says, that's not like her. And then he sees that Giselle's wearing the gold bracelet, and he says, where'd you get that? That's Gabrielle's. And she says, oh, she gave it to me as thanks. And he says, there's no way she would give that away to anybody. It belonged to her late mother. So now he knows something's afoot. And then he says, take me back to that club or I'm going to hurt you real bad. Damn. Yeah. And a switch has been flipped. <laughs> yeah. Right. She probably <laughs> believes him when he says that. I would. Uh, she believes it. I believed it. Yeah. John James Rambo. <laughs> He's got all the time in the world. Actually, only like 64 minutes. <laughs> Um, she's scared because she knows that if she takes him to the club and identifies any of these bad guys, then she will be in their crosshairs, but her immediate threat is being killed by Rambo, so she goes with him in the plan. Mm -hmm. Good choice. uh, Yeah, so she points out the main bad guy that she knows in the midst of the club, and then she's like, we're good, right? And he harumphs, um, but lets her go for now. Actually, I think she just lets her go, period. But they're not good. So it's like the next night? Like... The club's bumping again. It might still be day, but the club's bumping. Bumping during the day. Yeah. This club is doing brisk business. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gabrielle wakes up chained in a sex ring dungeon yep. uh, amongst other young ladies. And is it's run by two brothers, Victor and Hugo, which I didn't put together. Victor Hugo until I was like writing it all down. But yeah. And uh, one of the brothers, Victor, says... Don't even try to run away because I'll just shoot you dead. So better to like play a ball and at least you'll be okay here, ish. You'll be raped Alive. instead of murdered. Yeah, is the is the is the proposition he's giving her? Okay, probably more than once. Ram, this is not going to be Rambo's first time encountering a sex ring, by the way. <laughs> and uh, I can tell you, he does, does not. Does he kindly. like them? Does he like <laughs> them? No. No, I think he's against them both. Okay. As a business practice and also morally. I think he's basically okay. 100% against them. So you would go so far as to say that he wouldn't want his, his, his uh, the girl who he feels is his own daughter in, yeah. in one of those. Yeah, he's come upon sex rings before that are filled with complete strangers to him. And, and uh, he did not take kindly to it. No, he took swift action. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I know what uh, we have to anticipate now. Thank you. <laughs> Hoping that maybe he's. I mean, we've seen him change, so who knows? But I, I think I'm gonna say. be like slightly surprised just in the sequence of events. That's how I'm okay. okay. Um, he was just at a sensuous club, so yeah. So <laughs> Rambo follows a bad guy out to his car, the bad guy's car, observed by a young woman, Paz Vega, who is also at the club. He wait. Oh, a, a young woman is observing Rambo. Yeah, R- observing Rambo, observing the bad guy. Okay. A double observation. Oh, she, hmm. she is she liking what she sees. Uh, she's more on the case than anything. Hmm. All right. He follows the guy out, and uh, to be honest, I had to cover my eyes a lot during this movie because oh. uh, there's some graphic 
violence, including this part where he, like, gouges the guy's, like, face with his hand. <laughs> like, thumbs into the eyeballs? Like, into his cheek. He just, like, gouges a hole in his face. Like, he just pulls his <laughs> face off? He pulls his face off. No, he just, like, rams oh. thumb to face and, like, beats him and says, take me to the ring or else. And this is all watched by the woman. Wait, how does he know the ring? You mean ring. the sex ring? The sex ring, yeah. He's like, take how me to... How does he know to... there's a sex ring? Well, he knows that... He doesn't say sex ring. He's like, take me to your kingpin, whatever that is. Okay. All, right. all right. He doesn't know about a sex ring yet. No. Take me yeah. to your boss, essentially. Take me to your leader, he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy does. However... Oh, sorry, one more question. Does he say that in Spanish? No. Does he say anything in Spanish? No. (laughs) Too bad. Uh, Maybe a little bit. Actually, maybe a little bit to the grandma because she is I want to hear him speak Spanish because it would sound (laughs) crazy. It would be insane. (laughs) I can imagine it. Adios. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy takes him. to the second location, but what Ramo didn't anticipate was that he'd be surrounded by multiple thugs, including Victor and Hugo, and they beat him nearly to death, which surprised me. Like, he doesn't really get in one lick. And, uh, mm-hmm. they find a photo of Gabrielle on him, and they're like, oh, who's this? Who's this, like, puta that you're looking for? Like, who's this whore of yours? They don't expect that it's his relative. They think it's his, like, personal side piece that he's come to retrieve. Mm-hmm. And he's upset by that. And then they find his driver's license and identify him, which will later be utilized. So they have all that information. Victor wants to just kill him on the spot, but Hugo says, no, I want to let him live and let him suffer. Because if he hadn't brought Gabrielle to my attention, she would have just been like any run-of-the-mill whore down in the dungeon I would have used her up till she was, till I was done with her, and then sold her to the highest bidder. No problem. But now, I'm going to make an example of her, and I'm going to torture her until she's dead. Why? And you have to know that now. You have but to live because, knowing that. Just because he showed up? Yep. Just because he's there with a picture of her in his pocket? Yep. Yeah. And, and because he may or may not have removed one of their underlings' face. <laughs> yeah. Well, he Victor and Hugo, it could it could make business sense because Victor and Hugo probably are drugging and capturing many women, and there's probably various people that come around looking for the, these women, and so, so maybe they want to really like, just make me yeah. They don't the want word the, out that that's want, a bad idea. Yeah, they don't want the yeah. word to spread that you can just come and get your whore back. Yeah. <laughs> It does that also sound very a little bit like good your cop, horse. bad cop between them as well. You know? Mm-hmm. Like they're uh, playing some mind games maybe also. Are they brothers? They're brothers. Yeah. 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 Um, and then they're like, well, let's brand him. So they carve the letter V into his cheek. What the hell? And leave him for near death. Back at the sex dungeon. V for Victor? Or? V for Victor, yeah. They shoot up Gabrielle with heroin and gouge her face. With a matching V. All right. So this is part that surprised me. He didn't just kill everyone immediately. I'm like, oh, this movie would have been 20 minutes. Um, so he's briefly defeated. Yeah. The woman, Paz Vega, takes Rambo home and nurses him back to health with the help of a local veterinarian. And he wakes up four days later, out for vengeance. Is he nude? He's not nude. Sorry about that. 
have, have we learned what Paz Vega is or does or now why we she's, do upon she's his rousing she explains okay. that she's a local reporter investigating the crime ring and that's why she was at the club in the first place with eyes mm-hmm. on the bad guys and that her own sister was a victim of the ring and died of an overdose a few years ago so it's a personal vendetta not just journalistic wonderful love that <laughs> journalist good choice I was thinking cop, and a journalist is way better. Yep. And he says, take me back to the hideout. This isn't over for me. And she's nervous because she thinks, number one, he'd be outnumbered again, and it's too dangerous. And number two, even if he takes out, like, the head cheese, just a new head cheese will take over. It's, like, endless. She needs to, like, crack it more wide open case-wise than just uh, bloodlust. She prefers the pen to the sword. Yeah. But (laughs) with another stirring monologue, he does convince her and says, like, how often do you think about your sister and what would she want? Because that's how I feel about my niece right now. And I can still get her. His emotional vengeance, bloodlust desire. He's able to convince her that that's like valid. Yep. Put aside her longer strategic game of taking down the entire ring and gang. He's like, no. Blood for blood. (laughs) Yep. So she does. She takes him to uh, what is essentially a brothel. So it's not the dungeon. Now it's like the active, like, apartment-style, kind of saloon-style, old-timey brothel with, like, mini private rooms. Okay, the client-facing side. It's the front of house, yeah. Exactly. And uh, he bursts in and just kills his way through... With abandon, he does not ask any questions. He kills anyone in sight that's a male. So mostly they're Johns, but he does not care. And then he's like, go, go to the young ladies of the night. And some of them are too afraid because they still think, rightly so, that if they try to escape, someone else will attack them, i.e. Victor or Hugo. Um, But he doesn't pause to really deal with that. He just, like, is running, gunning, killing everyone until he finds Gabrielle. And how's he, he killing? What's what's he working with? Yeah, I was going to say, is he armed? Um, I think a lot of knife at this point. Um, he finds Gabrielle and her carved up face, and she's all hopped up on all the heroin that she's been injected with. And he rushes her into his truck and hightails it back to the border. Back at the brothel, Victor tells off Hugo for not listening about killing Rambo off in the first place. And he's like, now look, like, now look at this incident, uh... What a bad example, as discussed before. Bad for business. Yes. Now they've lost face. Yep. That's uh, the only possible motivation, though. If, because if you, don't, if you take that away, like, what just happened? He took one of their many whores. Well, and killed a bunch of their patrons. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, With I, a knife. <laughs> yeah, I almost forgot that because it happened so quickly. It did happen and so maybe, quickly. And maybe other ladies of the night also busted loose. Right. And also probably the, the closing, cleaning yeah. bell the cleaning bill for the for the brothel is going to be astronomical. Oh. <laughs> your overhead just quadrupled. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I rescind my statement. So uh Rambo's driving at the speed of light and he finds a chain link fence that says like bad, you know, border crossing, do not pass, but he just blasts through breaking the chain of his car, keeps driving, because he has no time to find her passport and deal with an official border crossing. He's got a life to save. Wow. So he busted through a a wall, or at least a barrier of some kind? Yep. 
topical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't sound like a very good wall. No. He just he just rams it once and good. Yeah. Who built this wall? <laughs> I think that that wall could use some rethinking. <laughs> so Gabrielle's in really rough shape. And she's like, you came back for me? He's like, of course I did. And then another monologue is given to kind of keep her awake. He doesn't want her to fall unconscious. And he says, I found your bracelet here. Because he had snapped it off. Um, Giselle, you know, we didn't see that. Mm -hmm. But, of course he did. Um, And he's talking about her future. And stay with me, stay with me. Remember when you were a little girl and I taught you how to ride? All this stuff. Um, However, um, before they reach home, she dies. Which I found very surprising. Whoa. I did not. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Um, I, I don't think he was ready for that. And I don't think he's going to do well for the next little while. No. Uh, she just, I, was uh, ready. I was ready for that. Really? I was a I bit was, surprised. Yeah. They always, the, the lady always dies. That's true. I mean, it's usually a love interest. The daughter figure is new. Well, he drives home and grandma rushes out thinking that he's, because she can see hair, she can see like that there's someone in the passenger seat. But he comes out and um, from afar, so we don't hear the audio of the conversation. But we can just see her breakdown, learning that Gabrielle is dead. Mm-hmm. And Grandma's actually okay, but he says, "I can't stay at the house anymore. There's nothing for me here." And she says, "What are you gonna do?" And he says, "I'm just gonna go roam free again, just like before. Like this, this home means nothing to me anymore without Gabrielle." And mm-hmm. he basically sends her packing as well, which I thought was, like, a little bit weird because uh, it's her home. Isn't she an old lady? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's not, not on cool. the same wave as you, dog. She doesn't want to go wander oh, She doesn't earth. go on brood journeys. <laughs> yeah. That's your thing. Don't put your thing on other people. <laughs> That's but a she... little bit uncool from JJ, I have to say. But I guess oh, maybe she great. also is too heartbroken to be there. She's like, my, you know, I'm broken forever, and I'll never heal. And he says, I won't either. Um, and she says... Will I ever see you again? And he says, of course. Oh. That's confident. So she drives off. And they're the only two people that live at this ranch, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Who's going to take care of the horses? Right? Oh, we'll see that. There's staff. I guess. Okay. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Um, let me see. Okay. So she drives off and... He buries Gabrielle in the family plot, which basically is just what I assume are his parents and her mother. It's okay. pretty... His parents. Cause, yeah, John I think James this Rambo's was parents. his homestead originally. Yes, because at the end of... Yeah, that's right. Because he, he meets his dad at the end of the last movie. Really? At this, wow. Then he spends 10 minutes, 10 movie minutes, I mean, um, rigging the property and house and tunnels with every DIY weapon you could ever think of sorry 10 minutes of the film is him doing this yeah it's just a montage of him rigging (laughs) did you enjoy it (laughs) yeah but it was excessive like how many kills is he gonna get to with like this is a real variety pack of weaponry but it's just a slow sweaty meticulous rigging i wrote down some of the items that i could remember spikes manholes board holes into walls within the tunnel, like eye holes. Eye holes, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, explosives. Rifles hanging from hooks in the tunnels. Um, 
things that will fall if provoked from above. <laughs> and he, like, kind of hammers at certain scaffolding to make the tunnel areas more uh, vulnerable themselves. So there's mm. just a few. Just a sample of what he prepares. It's exciting. It's, uh, again, we're going back to the beginning, you know. I mean, in number one, even though he doesn't kill anybody, there's a lot of trap setting in that because he sets all the traps in the woods and then the, the cops chase him and they keep getting, um, they keep, uh, you know, triggering the traps. Yeah, but those traps were a little bit different in that they were meant to slow the cops down. These ones yes. are meant for full kill blowing. Yes, that's the big change. Yes. <laughs> yes. In First Blood, <laughs> the traps are spectacularly non-fatal. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. He Again, he kills no one. And things have changed in Last Blood, it <laughs> sounds like. Well, he goes back to Mexico, finds Paz Vega again, and says, please show me the HQ of the brothers. Again, she doesn't want to, but she does relent because the man has bloodlust in his eyes, and there's just... You can't say no to a man like that. Not when you've come this far. So she points it out. He attacks Victor in his shower and with some knife play beheads him. And it's a pretty swift scene. Like, he doesn't really have much interplay with him. It's pretty just kill. Enter and kill, not enter, talk and kill. Hmm. Was this one of the scenes where you had to cover your eyes? I had to cover my eyes like the whole movie. Mm. Periodically. And this occurred in Victor's home? Victor's home, yep. How, so he, like, we, drops the head on the floor of the shower or something? Uh, nope. He takes it with him. Oh. The head. Yeah. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> uh, hi-oh. Does he, does he, did he bring uh, um, some sort of container for the head? No. Well, he leaves the, bo- the headless body in Victor's bed with a photo of Gabrielle pinned to his chest. Then he drives back home to Arizona and just drops the head onto the road as he's driving. Loose. What is he goes back across the border with a head. No, I guess he drops it pre-border. Still in Mexico, drops the head. Okay, so the, they don't have to the, repatriate the head. <laughs> the headless torso he left in the bed with a picture of Gabrielle. So like that's very much that's performative. He he that's symbol. He wants people to see that and know what that meant. It is the head also being placed as a symbol or is that just more like throwing like a wrapper at the side of your car, like he just discards the head. A discard. A pure and it's simple a discard. discard. Yep. But then why yeah. would he have taken it with him in the first place? Yeah. I mean, I guess he wanted to hold like on to it a little longer. I feel like it's first warning, final warning. You know? You don't get a, you don't get a third warning. It's like, right. if you mess with me, you'll get beheaded. And then if they get on the road to come towards him to mess with him, they're like, he's like, here's the head. Like, <laughs> yeah. So this is the me reminding you that you shouldn't do this, but then they. But he wants them to do this. Does he? Though? Maybe it helps. Yeah, maybe it helps with the police side of things. Like, does he no. want them to, or does he just know that they will? Oh, I think he both. clearly wants them to. He, I mean, he, he didn't wants break them that to for nothing. Know. Yeah, but he could have. Yeah. All right. I so when, the I, movie. when I said he, they had seen his driver's license before, if that's where this comes into play, when they know immediately how to locate him. Mm. Okay. Um, so as Rambo expected and I think desired, Hugo and the rest of the crew finds the body and immediately gets into a multi-car caravan of trucks heading off to Rambo's property. 
seemingly not worried that they're going to go kill a man on American soil. They're cool with it. <laughs> I guess uh-huh. good for them. Why worry? Um, and they're bringing all their guns and weaponry uh, over the border with them. Yep. Yeah, first they have to get on American soil. Yep. No problem. Maybe they, have, they probably have Nexus. Eh? Oh, right, but he rammed a hole in the wall, so they're <laughs> I don't good. know. They may not know that. They may not follow mm-hmm. that same route. Right. But Maybe in they case, ram their own hole. <laughs> Wait, probably. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Let's not stop talking about ramming holes. <laughs> so I don't even really know how to describe this sequence other than utilizing the devices and the tunnel rigging. He just spends many minutes of the film killing them all. Um, using his variety pack and just some highlights. Um, Yeah, highlights, yeah. One guy falls onto the spikes. Um, The stuff falls and crushes one of the guys. He turns Mm -hmm. on some of this uh, soundtrack music that you speak of, blaring through the speakers to throw them off. He plays around with the lights. My favorite, I guess favorite, or definitely where I had to cover my eyes, was he peers through the eye hole waits for someone to be near it, and then plunges a metal rod through the hole and through their face. Yeah. Sideways. Mm. Yeah. Rod. He gets <laughs> old rod hole. Okay. Yeah, that's a highlight. Yeah, that, I, I mean, that's the highlight. I've been a little curious about the hooks. <laughs> he doesn't really use hooks. He takes off the rifle oh. from the hooks and uses the rifles, but not the hooks themselves. Oh, the hooks were just storage. I yeah. see. I thought they were going to be weapons, but they're... Okay. Not so much. Well, you gotta be or- you gotta be organized. There's I mean, only so many guys. When to you're kill. John J. Rambo, everything's a weapon. So it's just a question of whether the rifle was sufficient or whether he needs to go to the hook afterwards. I imagine. <laughs> right, right. It can after beating someone with a rifle enough that the rifle, like once you're out of ammo, you beat the person with the rifle, and then once the rifle breaks, then you take the hook. Just yeah. seemed like mm-hmm. when he was doing the rigging in the montage, I didn't think he would have opportunity to utilize as many things as he prepared. I just thought, like, you know, when in doubt, you have more options than you'll need. But what I found was that he used pretty much everything we saw. Did but, he? Uh, did he do the whole thing very stealthily? Like, was he kind of not seen by them the whole time, or was oh, he yeah. kind of like yeah. teasing them out? Not see- teasing them uh, verbally, by like himself. by shouting, and oh, yeah, would by. Shout. Shouting and, like, jumping in front of them. But, yeah, stealth mode. Except it seems like he misses Hugo a couple of times. That's what we think at first. Like, that he's being sloppy. Mm-hmm. And then Hugo gets a shot in on Rambo. A gunshot into his abdomen. So he's a little oh, bit staggering. So, finally, mm-hmm. he gets them all except Hugo. He goes the last man standing. And Rambo shouts and says, I could have killed you many times over. I chose to let you be last. Because I want you to feel what it's like to have your heart ripped out, just like you ripped my heart out when you killed Gabrielle. Okay, so there it is, Jeremy. You're done. Uh, Sam, you're obviously done as well. (laughs) Uh, And he delivered that monologue with a bullet in the gut shot. Although, to be fair, how many times has that guy had gut shots and lived through it? So many. So many. That's like just a Wednesday for him. He got... I think he's probably been shot in every movie. He definitely got shot in number one. Imagine that guy going through a metal detector? Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Then he says... So he will... had his heart He had his heart ripped out metaphorically, and now he's saying to Hugo, I'm going to rip your heart out. But we don't know if that means metaphorically as well. We don't yet we know. know. <laughs> but we can imagine. We have, 
<laughs> I have a feeling. I don't know if you do. I have a rooting interest, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he says, Hugo, if you want to live, you have to follow the light. I didn't know what that meant at first. What it means is that Rambo detonates all the underground explosives that he set, and they collapse all the tunnels, and then from the above ground, we can see just, like, collapsing downward, like, as if there's been an earthquake. There's just, like, right. crisscrossing of... Yeah, exactly. Like a chasm? Yeah, like, all over the property. Like, it looks uh-huh. messed up. Um, <laughs> and so there's only one direction for him to go, which is to follow the light, the only available direction left, which goes into the barn. And Rambo's there waiting. He bone arrows him in place against the yes. wall, um, like in the shoulders. So it's not a death blow, but now he's stuck against the wall. And Two arrows, one for each shoulder. I think like, three. Boom, boom. Yeah, one, two, yeah, and then okay, like yeah. one to the leg maybe. There's a few, sure. but like yeah. not kind of, like not he's lethal. Got a pretty sweet bow, like some high tech shit. I forget exactly what it was, but it was like some low tech skill based. And a lot of bow play in Rambo Part 2, First Blood. Yeah. There's, it's kind of his thing, right? Play. Yeah, it's one, it, in in First Blood Part 2, it's That's the one where he, had, uh, he, where he had uh, arrows that had, like, like incredibly powerful explosives on the end of them. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So then he approaches up close and personal to Hugo, and while he stands mm-hmm. in front of him, as you probably guessed, he... Cuts out his heart with a knife and then holds up the heart in front of Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's maybe not the most poetic man. Or is he know? the most poetic man? Yeah. Or <laughs> he's just not afraid of the big metaphor. And right. Some That's people, true. He doesn't know, shy people, away from it. Right. He doesn't shy away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Broad uh, strokes. Broad strokes. He's not afraid to go for it poetically he you might say he wears his heart on his sleeve or <laughs> other people's hearts in his, his collection of body parts <laughs> <sighs> yeah 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 man i don't think what he's doing is legal i'm just gonna say that <laughs> no probably not probably not right probably definitely no. not so and then he limps out of the barn and onto the porch this is really where it got to me he's He's injured, but he's on his rocking chair, and he monologues, uh, voiceover Again. monologues, that he came back from the war broken, and he's never been right, and he tried to make a home, but it just wasn't his inevitable destiny. Like, that just wasn't the life that the world intended for him. Everyone I uh-huh. love is gone. It's only me left now, and I'm scarred in more ways than one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay living, and I'm going to honor their memory for as long as I can and remember them. Wow. And I found that very powerful, but very weird. And then credits, and the credits are just a long montage of all the films, including this film. Oh. With music and credits running. Yep. And then yeah, like, some forty one just blaring. <laughs> yeah. And then in like I don't want to waste my <laughs> Oh man, what a perfect pairing. <laughs> and it's just mostly close ups on his intensity. Or close-ups on him dealing a death blow. Were you weeping through that montage? I was affected. And at one point, I think they'd show, like, a fresh image of him, like, going off into the distance from the porch, like, to continue on. Wait. um, Can I just tell you that the IMDb quotes page has his last lines as quoted? Oh, that probably yeah. is better than what I did. I tried to paraphrase the best I could. Would you like to hear them? Yes. I would, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I've lived in a world of death. I tried to come home, but I never really arrived. A part of my mind and soul got lost along the way, but my heart was, was still here where I was born, where I would defend to the end the only family I've ever known, the only home I've ever known. All the ones I've loved are now ghosts, but I will fight to keep their memory alive forever. I will fight to keep their memory alive. Okay. I feel so like he's choosing... I... Sorry, go ahead. No, I just, I feel like I, I got the highlights, but I, I didn't do it full justice. I mean... Oh, yeah. You did great. You, you, you know that. I, I, um, I guess I'm... So he's choosing life. I, that's the big... Yep. That's the turn here is he's choosing life and that life will be lived keeping the memory uh, of Gabrielle alive. And he's clearly completely unconcerned about the gut shot. <laughs> Very unconcerned. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't want to waste <laughs> my touch. <laughs> Do it again 